Hello, we are live. Welcome to Friday's GTFO. Simon Daly has been told to be on his best behaviour today. So let's see uh, how we get along with this. So welcome to the Grow Traffic Facebook Live and Podcast, where today we are talking about AMP. Don't groan. It's not that boring. It will be okay. So first of all, introductions. I'm Rachel Weinhold from Grow Traffic. Simon Daly, what's your name and where'd you come from? My name is Simon Daly and I come from Grow Traffic. Oh, and uh, uh, what's going on in your world today? Lots of things are going on in my world. I, I had an early start. I had a bit of a meeting at 8 a.m. this morning, which was which is always fun, isn't it? An early meeting. Yeah, absolutely. This, Miss the start of it because you can't get up at, at that time in the morning. Maybe I think I, I think you'll find I was there. I was just uh, <laughs> doing other things at the same time, but I was there. Um, tell me about your personal pronouns, Simon Daly. Z Z Z. I'm 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 just toying around with the idea of changing my personal pronouns. Not because I I, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm a man. If you look at me, and I, <laughs> I, I kind of identify as a man. Um, but I, I do think that language is a really important thing. And I've been thinking about this for a while. And I'm thinking, is there any reason for people to describe me as a man? And I don't think there necessarily is. So this is like a feminist statement, I suppose. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it's LGBTQ plus month this month, isn't it? Um, so we've been um, helping to promote that on our on our socials and things. But we, we've been using uh, displaying our personal pronouns for quite some time. But yeah, this is the first time you are you are now Zizer Ziz rather than he, her, him, aren't you? So there Go we on. go. Anyway, he, that's it. His, he, 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 his, him. him. That 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 was the way I was yeah, before. Yeah, you've never quite got your head around it, have you? But no, no, no I have. Uh, <laughs> I'm winning, okay. winning here. So, so winning. I'm, I'm trying go. this variant out um, for for now, just seeing how I feel with it. Seeing have you how made people this react up, or to is it. Is this an actual thing? No, it's an actual thing. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, that's enough about personal pronouns. Let's crack on today. That let's stop talking about things that are interesting and move on to A M. P. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's exciting. Um, so first thing, um, I did ask you, Simon Dolly, to give me five top tips that we could run to on today's call. And you haven't done that. What you've given me is five questions. So really, this is more of an explainer video about what, what AMP is, why you should care about it and what you need to do for it, as opposed to the top five tips. Well, we're going to plow on anyway, because that's fine. That's absolutely fine. We're just mixing it up a bit. So first of all, first question for you what is AMP? AMP stands for Accelerated Mobile Pages um, and it is a framework that Google invented. Um, it runs on its own um, it runs on its own AMP HTML, its own AMP JavaScript and its own uh, CDN content uh, delivery network. It's all based on Google's kind of um, system, but it is open source. They um, they um, they created it on, Introduced on open it about source basing. 2016, 2017, didn't they? That's when it was brought in. Something like that. Yeah, I can't. It must have been. Yeah, 2016. That feels like that feels too too late. But but maybe it's not. You may be right. 
Uh, yeah, that's what it is. It, it's a it's a, a a framework for delivering content, basically, in a in a in a faster way. And what's the purpose of it? What's it designed to do? Uh, it's designed to deliver content quickly. Uh, so historically, the the problem was that the the the, the internet was uh, people were getting smartphones and things like that, and People were going on the internet more uh, through their smartphones, but the internet was generally quite slow on mobile phone technology. Um, it was fast on browsers or faster on browsers and slow on mobile. So um, Google invented AMP, Accelerated Mobile Pages, to make the mobile internet faster. And... They did that by essentially serving the content through the AMP framework in a much more stripped down version. So you wouldn't see um, you wouldn't see the navigation or you wouldn't see um, ads on there. It would just be a bit of content. You most often see it in news results. Mm. Um, well, you tend to find big newspapers uh, big that they are heavily invested in in AMP technology, but theoretically you can use it for all all pages, most pages. Put it that way, where the yeah. content is pretty static. I think as well, it, it might just be worth sort of unpicking that a little bit. You know, it's it was it was first pioneered, wasn't it, by those companies who were aware that their their readers, their visitors, were mostly accessing the content on mobile devices. So newspapers is a thing that typically people are going to be reading that whilst they're on the bus or the train on the way to work, or you know, having a, a, a break in the in the lunch or something. That's when people are most likely to be you know accessing sort of news content sites and things. So they did lead the way with that didn't they um but it did rapidly become apparent that businesses also needed to focus on on amp as much as news sources yeah i think i think when google rolled it out originally they originally targeted um news content um and and they they encouraged businesses initially to put their blog content onto amp um, so following the same kind of rollout pattern that they'd used previously by going out to those kind of publishers um, before they developed like, the plugins that, that enable you to do your whole website in, in AMP. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when people were looking at the... I can hear feedback of myself and it's really annoying me. <laughs> it's like there's a delay in my ear. Um, but but when people were, would see a web page, you would see it on your browser, you would see it on your mobile phone. Probably most people wouldn't notice that there was a difference in that. I mean, I, I was looking before, uh, there was a comparison. I'll, I'll share this in the, in the chat, the link. Um, but there was a comparison of The Guardian, uh, what the... Uh, page would look like if it was being viewed on a laptop and what the page would look like if it was being viewed on a mobile phone and it was a stripped out version as you say you know the, the picture wasn't as crisp the text wasn't as bold there weren't as, as many elements on the page so as you said you know that there weren't adverts and things but fundamentally the content was roughly the same but it, as you say it's about stripping out all of that extraneous stuff isn't it that that might slow a page down just to give a mobile user that that um uh, you know that enhanced experience 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's about it's about loading that content lightning fast. Um, the AMP HTML, um, the, so the code behind the the concept, if you like, is a it's HTML, uh, which most websites, all websites, really are built in. Um, however, it's it's a much more stripped down version of HTML, so so it doesn't need to do as much. Um, it just delivers that content. So there's less code in the back as well as being less stuff on the front, isn't there? Yeah, and not not just that there's less code, um, there's also less that that code can do. Mm. So it doesn't need to check through lots of different things before it loads. I mean, we are going to come on to, to talk about what, what you know, web owners need to do if, if they are thinking about this, but... And, and, and the final point that we're going to look at is sort of AMP in the future. So I, I don't really want to, to to cover that now, obviously, but... Then I won't. But, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. In that case, yes, let's move on. So first of all, um, let's talk about... Was it, it. Just, just thinking about it, was it not two, 2015 when it was introduced? 2016, 17, that's when we went to the mobile index. Mobile first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so if a business, a website owner, wants to focus on AMP, what do they need to do? Um, it's, it's, it should be quite simple for um, a web owner to do this. They should probably, depends on, it depends on the technology that they're using, but if you use WordPress or other kinds of CMSs, you can tend to find plugins, extensions, add-ons that you can put into um, into those those CMSs in order to uh, share that content through the AMP network. Um, they're relatively straightforward to set up um, and, and that will just share, share the content. Right, really practically, because I know, you know, the, the purpose of these sessions is that we're talking to sort of ordinary business owners, not not necessarily web dev experts or anything. It is the idea that people will need to build essentially two versions of their website. Will they need to have uh, the, 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 the desktop version and the and the mobile version or is the is in essence they can install the plugin and the plugin will do all the work in the back end so that they don't need to worry about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the same. You have one version of your website, the AMP plugin, or uh, you know, um, I suppose it's it's an API really. Um, does all the work for you, uh, plugin, extension, add-on, whatever you want to call it. That is what will you know feed out the 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 page content. Um, you there's a bit of setup, but but really they've they've got much. They used to be really clunky and difficult to use those those kind of plugins and actually it was and, and right at the beginning the reason that it was big publishers and big corporations that um that focused on it was because it, it was it was difficult to implement um but nowadays it's pretty automated it pretty much the plugins and the add-ons and they all do it for you you know this has been going for like you know six seven years 
So, it, it, you know, if we're advising business owners on, on what they need to do with this, is the advice get a plugin or are there additional things that can be being done to the website? I mean, does does this have any relation to the, the core web vital stuff that we've been talking about for the last year, for example? Um, not really. Um, yes and no is the answer um, because... Is it, it depends. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, because you, you've got to think that AMP is a is a separate thing from your website. It's not your website. Um, but surely, so, if we're surely if we're saying you know the the goal for any website, you know, and, and we are always saying this when we're advising people is you you've got to make your website as fast loading, as streamlined, as quick and as easy for people to use as it possibly can. That end user has got to have a really smooth user experience where, you know, the text isn't moving around and there aren't adverts coming in and videos starting to play and all of that kind of stuff. You know, the the whole trend um, in, in uh, web design, SEO, CRO, all of that stuff is towards a really streamlined, stripped back, easy to use website and and these two things they, they they do play a part together don't they yeah but it's not your website it's your content but it's not on your website it's on google um so it's it's uh it, absolutely it's going to it's going to help improve some of those user signals you know um there's some good way, good analytics kind of things that you can use now to to work out what's actually going on with those um but ultimately that content isn't it's it's not your website that's doing that 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 performance is something else so i i don't necessarily think that that will have such a positive thing for your website and also it's that that's that's kind of the reason that you don't use them for pages that need to do much heavy lifting so it's great for news articles. It's great for, you know, blog posts that are kind of really high up the funnel. I think I'm racing ahead to what are the problems of uh, AMP now, but, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, you know, that's, uh, it, it will help because it's going to make the content, uh, it's going to serve the content faster. However, it's not on your website and there's a number of other things that you need to think about. Mm, okay. Well, what are those things then? Uh, because we've we've said, you know, how how do people need to implement it? So it can't just be a case of put a plug in on, and and off you go. What what else are they going to need to do? Well, it, it is often just a case of putting a plug in on, and 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 it depends how the plug in works. Some of them are quite, um, you know, if you've got a if you've got a, I don't know, I'm just trying to think if you. If you're a news, if you're a publisher, then you just put a plugin across the whole website and it's done. Maybe not the homepage, but then um, the plugins that you get for like WordPress enable you to use things like categories or choose which elements of a page you want to appear in the um, in the AMP page. Uh, or you can change them at page level to say, yes, I want this to be on the AMP sitemap or whatever it would be, and, um, and and this I don't want to be part of my AMP site. So when we're thinking about that, then in terms of the the content of your website, 
um, you know, that yes, they're all right, they've put the plugin on. Is it then a case of going through the content on your website and determining what are those pages that, that are doing the heavy lifting? What are the ones that need to be prioritized as AMP pages? Yeah. And, and, or, how, and how might somebody do that? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's buyer journey stuff, isn't it? So um, if you are creating informative kind of top of the funnel content, yeah, that might be all right to keep it in your uh, kind of A&P section. If you're talking about your product pages, um, then, or your services pages, well, serv let's say services pages first. If you're talking about your services pages, then you're probably going to want to land people on your website so that you can benefit from all the kind of call to actions that you can encourage people to go from there to a contact page, you know, because you or the visual element is stripped out of an AMP page. So you can't, you can't entice somebody and, you know, move them along in any, any other way other than text. Okay. And so what are the implications of that? If, if you've got a page, say if you had a landing page that takes somebody through a, a really, um, you know, a, a buyer journey and, and everything apart from the text is going to be stripped out. What, what are the implications of that? Um, well, you, you won't, like I say, you won't, you won't necessarily be converting at the rates that you would normally do if you chose the, to put the, the kind of money pages or the decision phase pages on AMP. Um, mm. you, you, you just wouldn't do that, 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 you know, so you strip those out. You say these pages aren't for AMP and these other ones are. Okay. And, and making sure if you have got pages in AMP that, that you've got a clear pathway of where you're sending people from those pages. Yeah. Although don't really, you know, pages on that you're using AMP to serve, um, you shouldn't really expect people to click around within your website that's that's not really the point um you might get the odd one but the odd few but that's that's not really the the primary purpose of those pages or that type of page so when we were talking before about you know what sort of websites or what sort of businesses is, is this most appropriate for is there a case there to say all right you might be um I don't know, a, a, a small e-commerce business, for example, might might it not be appropriate then? You're not obviously you're not going to put your entire shop on there or whatever, but but might there be some cases where AMP is not appropriate? Yeah, um, so e-commerce websites are a great example. So um I'm just trying to think what, what it was called. They used to have AMP carousels, uh, which kind of brought the content out. Uh, I think they don't support that anymore. They don't use that anymore. Um, but the, it's much more difficult when you're when you've got a, a, a kind of e-commerce website to get that across. You 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 do just use your your standard e-commerce landing pages for that. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, and I know you know we we are straying now into what are the drawbacks. So. Tell me some of those. What are some of the drawbacks then of, of AMP? Um, well, I suppose the, the obvious one is that you, your AMP content is, is hosted on Google's website and not your own. Um, that you can't do, like, like a lot of what we said earlier, that this is, 
this is it's, it's a bit like I think of it a bit like Kindle really. It's just really basic. It's a really basic way to uh, provide content and do it in a really quick way, in a way that uh, doesn't take a lot of energy, doesn't take a lot of power on the servers. You know, it doesn't take very much bandwidth. It's just lightning quick. That's all it's designed to do. Um, and and that's why I have, by and large, always advised people to probably stay away from it because for most business websites, um, you want to provide content, but the payoff is that you're providing a brand message or a product or service message as well. And you're hoping that somebody will then go on to take another action. Whereas with AMP, with everything being stripped out, you don't get any of those brand signals. You don't, you very marginally increase, um, awareness of the brand maybe you get a little bit of it but not not a vast amount um so most of the most of the kind of regular content that brands are producing you know it's got what we do often you know seo and 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 content marketing it's called marketing for a reason you know we're trying to get people to to buy something eventually so um using a technology that reduces the potential conversion rate or those buying signals or buying factors should i say is is um is something that i i generally advise against and say well the payoff of having a a slightly slower site a slightly slower kind of loading speed on some of those pages is that potentially you'll then go to convert those customers I mean, in, in essence, it's a bit like an old fashioned advert, isn't it, that somebody might see in a paper? You know, there's no way, as you say, it's like, uh, you know, you're just getting that that name, that that brand in, in front of somebody. But there isn't, as you say, you know, there's, there's no follow through from that. And so when we're talking to customers, you know, and we say to them, you know, what 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 do you want to achieve out of a campaign that you're going to do with Grow Traffic? They want more customers. That's what they want. And they, they generally want to be able to show in some way, I have spent this amount of money on my website and I have got this many customers out of it. And so this this process is, you know, it's one of the tools in the arsenal, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to help. It's going to help get awareness out there. It's going to help get some brand recognition. It's going to help get your name in front of some potential customers. But it hasn't got that that follow through that, as you say, is going to then become a conversion that is then going to become a new customer that they're going to be able to see and measure. So, it, so even the, the use is limited, isn't it? Yeah, it's even in terms of awareness and branding, it, it's it's limited because of the way that the um, content is so stripped out. Mm -hmm. Is there also a, a downside of it? I mean, we're always saying to people, don't put more plugins on your website, don't have any extraneous thing. I mean, this seems kind of contradictory, doesn't it? We're saying, we, you know, you need your website to be fast, so don't put extra plugins in. But then we're saying we'll put a plugin in there that makes your website a bit faster. You know, again, um, is it, are we just adding a, another layer of complexity where it doesn't necess isn't necessarily needed? Well, well, it's, I mean, it's needed in certain situations, like we were saying before, you know, providing really quick, news content it might be very appropriate in that situation um where you don't expect somebody to then go on to click around your website you know you're just providing a bit of information to them uh, and that's where the value is so it's it's appropriate in that sense um 
So we're back and, to, you know, if you can justify it, then then fine. But if you're just doing it for the sake of, you know, oh, ticking a box, AMP done that, yeah. you know, th there's, there's no real point. Yeah, and, and I mean, it may, marginally might slow your website, your, your other pages down ever so slightly by having a, a, another plugin on there. I don't know whether um, the plugins only uh whether they would load for the additional pages or not i don't know depends how the cms works i suppose it all depends it all depends um okay now so the final point that i would like to ask you um is is what what is the future of this i mean to me given what we know about the way algorithms are are changing given what we know about the mum algorithm which if you don't know what we're talking about go back and listen to our what's coming up in seo in 2022 um session that we did in january because we talk all about mum on that one um but given the way that algorithms are, are going and the way that they organize information and 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 curate it and display it to people in search engine results pages now are amp is amp not going to become redundant eventually um maybe um i think i think that the i mean you know core web vitals that we were talking about before the um page experience factors shall we say more broadly um they are all about the speed of a website and and, and trying to get a website to load uh, and be stable as quickly as possible and in some ways, those factors have kind of pushed the whole technology on behind the internet, um, behind the, the kind of web technology if it's used. And AMP has its place, like we said, but it's, it's just a tool um, in that sense. Now, like yeah, just a bit like me. Um, <laughs> and the other thing to say is that, you know, Google has pretty much stopped supporting it now. Um, it's become its own um, open source kind of community that, that support it. Um, what, so it what's it's the, out there in what's the wild. The what's the implication of that? Do you, do you think what, that Google has stopped supporting it because that's an indication that it cares less? Or do you think it has just got to a point where it can survive in the world on its own? Well, I was going to say, it's... It, the, there's one thing you can say for it. So, so Apple, ha, Apple and Facebook both have similar products, you know, um, and the difference is that Google's product is open source. So anyone can develop it always has been. Um, whereas Apple's and Facebook's are, are, are locked down products. Um, so there's, there's always a, and Google's pretty much always been like that in the way that they develop technology um, and that they, they they develop, almost develop, well, they do develop their own kind of web standards that become web standards. So the implication is that in some ways, AMP is around forever, as long as people find it useful. Um, and it, it doesn't really matter that Google stops supporting it because this is what they do, they set up kind of these kind of new standards, whether it's things like, you know, implementing schema markup and um, moving to kind of uh, HTTPS rather than HTTP for uh, SSL security on, on for hosting. You know, all these things are standards that Google said, right, from this point onwards, we want all 
multiple kind of websites to adhere to these things and then they leave it to other people to kind of develop and and implement i think the the big the big thing that i would say is that for the last few years google has not been supporting it and they've been developing a new technology um that's i think it's only available in a few markets i'm pretty sure it's america brazil and india they're testing it at the moment it's, it's called um google web stories and it, it's built it's built on the uh, amp framework however it, it is served from your website rather than being served from google so it's just pure html it's not reliant on the cdn and the javascript it's just going to be pure html so it will be even faster if your website if your server if all your you know connections to the internet are fast and so what is the implication of that for for your ordinary business website owner um is that something else that they're going to have to start thinking about so say if we've got a, yeah well eventually yeah, we're talking to a customer now, for example, small yep. to medium business, got a little website, we're doing a bit of SEO. Are we going to say, right, start thinking about AMP? Or are we going to say, don't bother, look, let's see what's coming on the horizon. Let's focus on that instead. For most businesses, for most small businesses, I've always said, don't bother. Um, don't bother. Don't bother with AMP for if you're a small business, that is... Um, marketing itself and its products and its services if you are creating lots of content and you're creating lots of newsworthy content or topical things then maybe actually yeah maybe you want to feed some of feed some of that out through amp because it will be faster um and likewise in the future when google rolls out web stories which it will then you know you might probably want to adopt web stories potentially over amp if um if you're on a fast kind of server and you've got fast connections and all the rest of it mm. so essentially the message is if you are the sort of business that is you know producing a lot of content but focusing particularly on content marketing seo content marketing online pr you know you want to be getting the, those sorts of relevant regular news articles that are going out and appearing in news and all the rest of it then yeah you've got to be thinking about amp everybody else leave it yeah well i wouldn't say if you're if you're doing content marketing then probably i i'd stay away from amp but uh you know if you if, if you're doing the marketing element of it if you're trying to get an action after somebody's read a piece of content, then I would question if AMP is the right the right way to go. Okay, okay, right. Well, I mean, we're out of time. Fast, fascinating stuff. <sighs> Any final point, Simon Daly, that you would like to make about AMP? Yeah, no, no. It's a it's a boring topic, isn't it? And it really it's, is. It's, it's really. It's, I mean, it's... we've bored the socks off everybody. This is <laughs> nobody. Who even suggested this? this? Whose idea was this it? This was do? you. This was all you. you this said was not me. Must do one about AMP. Yeah. Was it not Hannah? Was it not, not Hannah? You. Because we had that one client that nope. was absolutely nope, adamant nope, nope. that they wanted nope. AMP implemented on some of their pages. I was doing the content calendar for the year for these sessions whilst watching the Vicar of Dibley one Sunday afternoon, and I said, "What do what would you do? You think we need to cover?" And you said, "AMP, we must do it." So there you go. It's all your fault. So go on, give me a final. Are you gaslighting me, Rara? 
Is this Jeff Riker? <laughs> Give me your final thoughts. Um, well, it's been a lovely week. Um, I'm, I went in London at the start of the week and now I'm back at home at the end of the week. Really nice week. Um, and I'm looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, because we've got That's lots of exciting things thought. happening this weekend, haven't we? So Yeah, exciting know. stuff. There we go. Right. Well, thank you very much for watching. If you have any burning questions about AMP, then you can put them in the chat and we will respond to you. If you are watching this on Facebook, leave us a comment anytime. Um, and, and as I say, we'll, we'll get back to you. If you are listening to it as a podcast and you're still listening after 30 minutes of AMP, then well done. <laughs> uh, please do uh, leave us a review, like and subscribe and tell people about it. And of course, if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe below. Um, and, and again, you can leave us a comment and we will answer. That's it. Thank you. We will be back in two weeks time with another one. I think we're talking about being a digital nomad next time. So we have some actual oh. digital nomads who are going to join us. Uh, two, I think, depending on Wi-Fi and where they are in the world. Uh, but yeah, they're going to talk to us about what it's like to be a digital nomad and how you could become a digital nomad yourself. Um, I'm so that'd a be digital good. nomad. I wish you were a digital nomad. <laughs> on that note, wave. Thank you. <laughs>